0: everybody and welcome back to the POD cast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm Murray and Paul is here and I am I am T-I-R-E-D is what I am. <laughs> 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 I am, I am H- H-
1: like
0: <laughs> <laughs> to could come up let's see I am terribly incredibly Oh really exhausted dude that's what I am <laughs> dude that is
1: fantastic I am has unneeded um mm, 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 mm. Mm, yeah I can't I can't uh I don't I don't know if I can catch that one um Ah, has unwarranted need for grub um, <laughs> right yet.
0: <laughs> I hear ya. Yes. I hear you because, oh man, the move that will never end is maybe ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe.
2: excellent.
0: Yes, my parents have been moving for like... Since March break, it feels like. Because it's been since March break. And the end is maybe finally in sight. Maybe. So
1: basically, as long as the world has been in lockdown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's exactly it. As long as we've been in lockdown, they've been packing, unpacking, sorting, resorting. And when I say they, I mean my dad. Because mom is like, I'll just throw that out. I can throw that out. We don't need that much. (laughs) But, yeah yeah um, yeah. jeez. Anyway, I think I think by tomorrow morning the home that I grew up will actually be empty. Maybe. Wow, I know. Now that doesn't mean Dad isn't still gonna go back to the house to do laundry <laughs> because it's easier to drag laundry halfway across the city than learn how to use a new washing machine in the apartment apparently, but we'll jump that hurdle once. Mm, Fair. Mm, mm. (laughs) Anyway, we'll jump that hurdle another time. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I moved here eight years or nine years ago, coming up. And, um, or I guess, no, it has, has been nine years. And, uh, yeah, I, I I always say to Jan, it's like, yeah, take me out of this place in a pine box, because... <laughs>
0: moving is the worst.
1: Absolutely, gross. One hundred percent. You know, you know who would uh, make it much more efficient?
0: <laughs> docks, real docks would totally make it. Real docks, real docks <laughs> would make it more efficient.
1: Not as just... pleasant.
0: No, but that's okay. He'd just blast everything, or blow it up, or <laughs> exactly. hire a lobo to come take it.
2: <laughs>
0: All righty, which brings us to Legion eighty nine, number one, from February nineteen eighty nine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a little check. This is uh, this came out the same month that Legion sixty no Legion fifty eight. Came out. So there you oh, are just okay. starting the um, their Emerald Eye, their last Emerald Eye story. Mm-hmm. 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 So Legion 89 is by Giffen Grant. He gets pulled in, Barry Kitson, and Mike DiCarlo. Oh, excellent. excellent. Um,
1: and that <laughs> is uh, a Kevin McGuire cover. I believe it's totally. by Al by Al Gordon and, co- and colored by Lovern
0: Kinsierski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had forgotten that uh, Maguire did covers for a long time for this series. Mm-hmm.
1: And this one doesn't feel as maguire except on Strata's face. Um, yes. Maybe a bit on stealth, but as we get into the next few uh, covers, they, they feel a lot more like
0: a um, lot more mcguire yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: well and this one's kind of got a bit of like a peter painterly look to it right at least at least for the docs part where he's he's pulling his you Uncle know Sam. You're, you're
1: right and maybe that's the idea is that that shows that that's a piece of artwork instead of a person um right. yeah maybe that's why Because i was gonna say it reminds me a bit of um, you know, this was a thing that they were doing a lot in the late '80s, um, where they'd have these sort of full painted covers. Like you got all the Ken Stacy stuff. Uh, yes, that's happening over at um, at the mothership there. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just kind of a thing at the time. And I think part of that is because we were just really starting to get deeper into digital coloring, and so um, Lewin K- Kinszerski was a big part of that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like he's Canadian. I think. I feel like he's. It, it's possible. I feel like I've seen him at Fan Expo. Not that you have to be Canadian mm-hmm. to be at Fan mm-hmm. Expo. I mean, no. they let they let anyone in, but.
1: <laughs> There's another guy that I was thinking of too. Um, and um, who who is there? He's been love a lot of the things that the Dragon does as well. It's oh, a different guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I often uh, mix him up as well because, um, uh, well, that's just the nature of things with... Uh, totally. But yeah, he's a guy like, he's part of that whole, uh, he, but you're right, Ken, uh, Laverne Kinzarski is indeed Canadian. Um And he created um, Digital Chameleon, which was kind of the, the first big, you know, like now we see a lot of hi-fi and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was kind of the first, the first to, to get into doing that. Um, yeah, so so there we go. Um, so yeah, uh, D- Digital Chameleon was a comic book coloring and inking studio based in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, they have countless credits for a variety of publishers and are attributed attributed to being the first studio to make use of the computer software program Adobe Photoshop, now widespread in the comics industry. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was, he, he's the dude.
0: He's a trailblazer.
1: Totally. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, without
0: a doubt, without a doubt. All righty. Here, Here we go. We are starting off with Homecoming is what it's called. We've got Giffen on Plot and Breakdowns. Alan Grant is joining us for script. Yeah, Barry Kitson-Penciller, Mike DiCarlo-Inker. Uh, Gaspar is the letterer, Laverne Kinzierski is the colorist, and Art Young is the assistant editor, and Karen Berger is editing. I'd forgotten she was editing. Yes. Huh. Nice. Another one of the Berger books. Yep. Excellent. All righty, so we open on a spaceship approaching a planet. It's approaching Kalu, apparently. Yes. Yeah. From here, even Kalu looks good. And then we flip the page and, and uh, oh, yeah, it's very definitely a Mike DiCarlo production here. <laughs> <laughs> These are very definitely DiCarlo inks. Yeah,
1: look at those cheekbones. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yes. Chiseled cheekbones up the wahoo, man. <laughs> All righty, so we've got uh, Garen Beck, who is uh, complaining, surprisingly. <laughs> Garen what? would like me. I know. i why we're just sitting out here, Vril Docs. I thought your butt was on fire for getting home. I mean, you kicked up enough fuss about being dropped off first. Everything short of temper tantrums, if I remember. So what's the deal? We're just parking and riding. And Doc says we're waiting. Yeah, I kind of figured that. What? are we waiting for exactly? And doc says, we're waiting for a signal. And, uh, Beck says, you mean we're expected? (laughs) He says, well, you could say that. And then, uh, (laughs) you could say we're kind of being expected sort of. Um, so then we get like, it looks like a scanner page. So Mm -hmm. the ship is scanned and all the people on the ship are being scanned. Um, I love these kind of pages. They're like mm-hmm. little cutaways. Well, sort of a cutaway. Like mappy. It's very mappy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So no, we it learn also on this
1: sh- a whole lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It tells us about the 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 ship they're on. Uh, there are six life forms aboard, and we get um, we get little printouts about them. So we get there's a Kaluan. And they confirm that it's Vril Docs. Everyone presumed he was dead. His file was closed, but now someone is reactivating it. Vril Docs, son of Vril Docs Senior, who was eliminated as a potential threat to the status quo. He's a genius. He was given over to the Alien Invasion Alliance. Deduction, escaped, assume hostile, threat level alpha. And then they go through the rest of the folks on this uh, I calling it awesome. a plane <laughs> on the rocket. We've got uh, uh, a male from the planet Cairn. Typical specimen. He is unexceptional. <laughs> which, which, which
1: could not describe uh, uh, Garen Beck any better.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. They've, uh, they've got him clocked. Uh, yeah. We have a female from the planet Taloc 8, possessed of unusual shadow power Hereditary Planetary Champion. So for any Legion folks out there, you've got your connection right away to Shadow Lass. Yeah. Uh, We've got a male from the planet Dryad, sentient rock species, not generally given to interplanetary travel. Um, A male, planet Durla, shape changer, possibly of previous contact, and they are updating their files. And then they have Mm -hmm. Um, an unknown life form that is completely alien to whoever's doing the spying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they totally set up like a couple of the mysteries and they've set up the uh, yeah. the personalities right from. Right from the jump, (laughs) and
1: and this idea that the Derla could have been someone with whom they uh, Derlin could have been someone with whom they previously came into contact. Yeah, it's it's neat. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and I I think I'd forgotten that, and I don't know if that's ever touched on later. Yeah, I yeah, I mean
1: because spoilers ahead, folks, but we don't see the Derlin for that long. Um,
0: Yeah, he's he's not around very long. He would not uh, be a uh, main character. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he develops a French accent and and uh, bounces forward a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we uh, <laughs> pop back into the ship and we see the Talokian, and she's like, is what's what's with the delay, Garren Beck? Don't ask me, lady." I have responsibilities on Taloc as its defender. My people rely on me. I cannot let them down. Besides, Kalu is far from being the safest in the galaxy. Sitting out in the open like this could be foolish and dangerous. And uh, Beck just says, "Yeah, Docs doesn't seem too bothered about it." He says he's waiting for some kind of signal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he says, "Yep, here it comes right now." And Garren is like, "A signal." In the name of Grok, that's a bloody homing bomb. We're under attack. It's zeroing in on us. Hold tight. I'm getting us out of... And Doc's just says, nope. Hold your position. Are you crazy? I said, hold your position, damn you. It overshot us, and it does. It just goes right by them. But how? It was locked dead on our coordinates. Now it's shedding components of some kind. Just what the hell's going on here, Doc's? <laughs> And Docs explains that it's discharging its excess explosives. The first sweep is always a scan pass to determine the precise amount of force required to eliminate its target. And uh, Larissa, we find out her name is Larissa Mallor, that's a signal. Don't patronize me, Larissa. You know of Kalu. What kind of signal would you expect from them? And uh, they see that the, the rocket is coming back towards them. And Doc says, Yeah, this one's for real. I'd advise evasive action. <laughs> and Beck is like, Damn you, Docs, you set us up. And he just says, Yeah, I'd also advise you to save the whining for later. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's only one way out of this. We're going down. So sure enough, they roughly <laughs> start their descent. And uh, the whole ship is shaken up. We see an orange female kind of knocked around the derlin is rocking and and uh the dude from dryad has just dropped his cola his kula hey my kula you guess we ran into some turbulence huh derlin this this high i think not strata something's gone wrong you think so and uh the orange lady says not again i'm gonna kill that wedgehead fool and the Durland says, hardly, a remedy that's hardly likely to improve his steermanship stealth would better head for the bridge and find out what the trouble is. So we learn that that is so process stealth. Of,
1: yeah, by process of elimination, she was the question mark. In yeah, the she's
0: the one that they are unsure of, yeah, yeah. So we see that the ship is coming down to Kalu and the... The computers are watching them come. Vessel entering Kaluan atmosphere, switching to visuals. Missiles gaining estimated time of impact, four point. And it does some loop-de-loops and re-evaluating its estimated time of impact. Now 7.3 seconds. Um, The pilot shows promise, says somebody. Negate possibility of escape into space beyond homing range. Negating force field units activated. Planet has effectively been sealed, so they're now trapped on Kalu. Uh, mm. We're losing the visual non-random interference pattern. We're being jammed. Calculate probable impact location. Dispatch drone units to confirm kill. So even in like the 20th century, Docs has a has a force shield. Nice to see that it's uh... yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you've done us all in, Dox. I can't keep this up much longer. And we can see that Dox has got his hand behind his back and he's pressing like a little jamming unit. So he's the one that is causing the jamming to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, The bloody thing's still gaining. I'm not surprised, says Dox. You see, it hones in on its target's specific configurations. The vessel's shape. Thanks for sharing that with me. They can write it on my tombstone. And Larissa says, so what if we change our configurations? How? We go for a walk on the hull with welding gear, and suddenly everything is blacked out. Hey, I can't see. Whose side are you on anyway, lady? Relax, Garen. I'll take the controls. Now, while the bomb is distracted, trying to adapt to the shape of my shadow bubble, we sucker it down and misdirect it, and they they pull a Looney Tunes. They... uh, yeah, they totally. trick the uh, they trick the bomb into hitting the ground while they skid away, and Larissa sucks the shadows back into her. I think nicely done. They say it was nothing as Talox champion. I've had experience with combat situations, and everybody is now in the uh, the control room there. Um complaining what's with the stunt driving garen beck we could have been hurt back there you <laughs> warn us next time or and garen says there might not be a next time the explosives the bomb shed earlier they're locking in on us a whole bloody swarm of them and dox is just like he's totally expecting all this of course they're reserves what else would you expect from them i think it's perhaps time we landed so they bring the ship down they land they run out of the uh rocket the ship well. While the missiles totally destroy it, so they get out just in the nick of time, and uh, they're all they're all a little uh, nervous. That could have been us. A couple of seconds slower, and it would have been. And Doc's <laughs> just says, "Yeah, we're alive, though. At least we're alive. The loss of our craft is unfortunate. It's a priority one disaster. Now we're stranded here. Damn and double damn, Doc's. You set us up. You planned this whole lousy deal. Why? What would we ever do to you?" And if you've got any more bombshells in store for us, I'd like to know about them now. And we get a great page turn where we see they're all kind of surrounded by all these little uh, drones with guns. And Docs just says, well, now that you mention it. (laughs) (laughs) And we get a little bit of information on Kalu it's one of the rim worlds out on the approach to the Ma- magellan i should know how to say Mas- this cuz i can totally say it in my head yeah magellanic yeah. clouds. magellanic yeah sure it's the fourth planet from its system sun it's the only one that's a, it's inhabited surface is almost 50/50 land ocean split the climate's generally temperate except at the polar caps and a few deserted areas Kaluan technology is highly advanced Centered in the many massive cities that straddle the planet. It's estimated that fewer than 1% of the population lives outside the conurbation limits. And yeah, we're getting a huge history here of Kalu. For anyone who is unfamiliar oh, with yeah. Kalu, this will give you all the info you need to know in case you've mm-hmm. never read anything with Brainiac in it. Uh, this is going to give you everything you know. The Kaluan people are an advanced race of superior intellect. On the surface, everything seems normal, desirable, ideal even. But Kalu has a dark secret. A fortress-like building. In fortress-like buildings, at strategic spots in each city, the planet's rulers live. The computer tyrants of Kalu. Sorry, excuse me. And this is... I have never... I'm not someone that's read a whole lot of Superman stuff. So, I'm assuming the computer tyrants have been mentioned in Superman? I feel like we've heard um, about them in Legion, maybe?
1: I'm not so sure. Um, originally... Um, Kalu seemed... Uh, like, like, thinking back to, like, Legion 255, uh, when when uh, they went back... When they did the... the the flashback spotlight on Brainy, and, right, right, and um, and uh, it seemed very much, you know, futuristic city, people who are green, who are very smart, and and have uh, high expectations of their people. I don't know how deeply they ever dug into the computer tyrants. Like, I almost feel like that's the 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 new thing, um, right? Is, like because the thing with, with Brainiac in the current, and I, when I say the current iteration, I mean uh, the uh, iteration of the time was, of course, the post-crisis Superman. And Brainiac was a, a physically a guy from Earth whose body was taken over by an alien presence, which was grilled Um Right. Right? So So, and then, and so... The Physical embodiment of Brainiac was this circus dude, and um, and you know he basically eventually converted that guy's body into a Kaluan, uh body. Right. So, um, but the uh, but the, the actual computer tyrants, I don't, I I certainly don't remember seeing them before this. Now, I didn't read those initial Brainiac issues, uh, so most yeah. of what I gleaned is through the loose leaf. Um, I, I, there's just a, an area that I skipped and by the time Brainiac showed up again it was, you know, Panic
0: in the Sky. Um, right, right, right. You know? I feel um, like maybe they never really developed them. I feel like they'd been mentioned. Like, I, I feel like I had... Yeah, maybe. I had known that there was this computer tyrant thing on Kalu, but I don't know that it ever got a story. I mean, like, it was just kind of like Krypton, past history of... Of stuff that was just kind of part of the background in DC, but again, I don't really know. Either way, there. Oh,
1: you know what? Apparently, Computer Tyrant's first uh, in first appearance in Superman one sixty seven in February nineteen sixty four. But I think you are correct in saying that um,
0: we didn't really uh, see much of them. Um, yeah, like it was just sort of a part of the backstory that was never really fleshed out.
1: Yeah, yeah, so because all the details of the list here are basically what we're seeing in this. Uh, Yeah, um, totally. Yeah.
0: So, So, yeah, the computer tyrants are in charge. They rule with velvet gloves and iron fists. Uh, They are obeyed and they're lauded by the very people from whose minds they have erased the memory of any other way of life. The tyrants are constantly watching, manipulating, evaluating, controlling... Brainwashing the children from birth, they get raised in these sterile, computer-run edu-blocks, ensuring that the tyrant's dominance will never even be questioned, let alone disputed. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, set up there, anyway. The tyrants no, totally. have no use for dissidents and troublemakers, said Larissa. We can surely count what remains of our lives in hours." And we pull back and we see that our cast are all in these little uh, jail cells.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And Beck's like it doesn't make sense Why'd they bring us here and lock us up Why didn't they just kill us when they had the chance Maybe curious It's said that the tyrants like to know everything About everything Great so we escape from being experimented on By the Dominion only to be poked over And cut up by machines From one prison to another It's not really the future I had in mind If we die the blame is firmly at your feet Docs I hope you're proud of yourself What possessed you to do this to us just who the hell are you anyway? And Dox says, I wondered when you get around to asking that. <laughs> I am the son of the greatest traitor Kalu has ever known. Boom boom boom. Now we get more history here. My father, Vril Dox, was a genius even by the tyrant's standards. Reluctant to risk damaging his intellect by brainwashing, they offered him a choice. Father didn't let them down. He chose to throw in his lot with the machines chose to side with them against his own people. He worked hard for his masters, improving their compu-designs, strengthening their evil hold, still further on their unsuspecting subjects. But Vril Dox was uninterested in the results of his innovations. He only cared about himself. The tyrants were pleased, and they rewarded his efforts. He was permitted to artificially inseminate a female, and she gave him a son. Me. I knew no childhood, no adolescence. Thanks to the marvels of accelerated growth, I was virtually born an adult. Fortunately, I, too, remained unconditioned, another of the perks with which they bribed him. I was his assistant, his underling, and I hated him from the very bottom of my being. Eventually, the tyrants, paranoid as all such inevitably become, grew nervous about my father's genius. Fearful that he might turn against them, they decided to eliminate him. The Kalowin Council, mere puppets of their computer rulers, passed sentence, and when father failed with an experiment, they had the excuse they needed, and I was alone. And here we get a little editor's box that says, See Adventures of Superman, number 438, and the subsequent issues for the fate of Dox's father.
1: Yeah. So there we go. That's why he needed a new body.
0: (laughs) Totally. He lost the one he had. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And that leaves poor little baby Vril there. I was surprised when they sent their drones for me. I was a loose end that had to be tied up. They put me under their psycho probes, trying to condition me like everybody else. But it was too late. I was too far gone. In the end, they gave up. Truly, I was my father's son. And like my father, I would die. But then fate took a hand. The tyrants refused to join the invasion alliance. But they covered their options by making a generous donation to the war cause. They handed over all their prisoners. I wound up in the space star log. The other prisoners thought me catatonic, a mental wreck, just another casualty of the invasion. But all this time I was studying, analyzing, planning my escape. So here we get just um, a recap of invasion, sort of, but we see it from... Dox's point of view. We mm-hmm. learned yeah. we get a little bit of extra stuff that we didn't see in the actual mini series. Um, so Dox says, I recall you not being too pleased to get me as a cellmate, Garenbeck. even dismantling the lock mechanism failed to impress you or stop your whining. Yeah, Dox. I remember. I wasn't exactly overjoyed with your daring breakout through the waste disposal pipes either. You locked me in with the other prisoners while you blew the outside doors. Talk about sink or swim. You are a real pal. (laughs) Uh, They talk about how they took advantage of the battle between the inmates and the jailers. They reached the docking bay. They managed to commandeer the craft that they were on. And they made their getaway. Which I guess we didn't really see. We didn't see them make their getaway. They just kind of vanished off panel there. And now we know what happened to them. They escaped. It was no real effort taking you into talking you into heading for Kalu and dropping me off first. Of course, I never had any intention of coming here alone. My people have been enslaved for Lord knows how long. It's time they were freed. And in you five, I see the potential to make that happen. Ooh, then we get an ad for Black Hawk Flies again. This is, oh, uh, man. yeah, Martin Pasco, Rick Burchett. Ooh, I love his art. Oh, that's neat.
1: I I don't know that I read that.
0: But, I don't uh, know I, that uh, I read you know, it, but I I, can, uh, I
1: I think he did some of the I know he did some of like the the Dick Dylan um Blackhawk. Like when they did that seventies revival of, of Blackhawk around Right. I think he was I think he was working on it then, so it made sense that he was the one doing this. But and Rick Birche, that's awesome.
0: Um yeah. I really
1: liked him. He did uh, I can't remember which. Uh, maybe he was on the Black Hood
0: for um, uh, yes, Impact. Yes, I think so. And, and he did.
1: And he, he definitely did one of the, the They did that JSA miniseries uh, where each of the artists did uh, did an issue. Each of the yes. Impact artists, because basically they were delayed, so yeah. uh, so it was to give them some work in the meantime.
0: And um, and yeah, really he did the, that. His issue was and, great. Yeah, so, then he. Oh, I was gonna say he was on the um, the series that spun out of that, but no, that was um, Mike Parabek, who has a similar. That's style, right. But yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I th- yeah exactly. And I think, um, um, yeah, Mike Parabek was his was a little more stylized, but um, yeah. But that said, uh, they both worked on the um, animated series comics. Um, yeah, like the Batman Adventures, right, right, right. And, um, yeah, um, yeah. He also apparently about twelve years ago or fourteen years ago uh, did uh, She Hulk with um, Dan Slott, who also used to write for Batman Adventures. And,
0: uh, oh that's cool. Cool. cool and
1: cool. oh, and he did the when they did the tie-in to the uh, the tie-in series for Batman: The Brave and Bold. He did the comic for that
0: oh very cool that's
1: cool yeah Yeah.
0: good 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 so back in the jail there we get strata saying i don't believe i'm hearing this you brought us here to help you fight against these computer tyrants what gives you the right to and Docs just says there's a debt owed to my world my father incurred it and it is i who must repay it and we see stealth so you pay it hotshot you didn't need to drag us into your private vendetta and Larissa agrees. Your motives might be honorable. Furthering them through manipulation is merely assuming the mantle you wish your tyrants to cast off. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's back. That yeah. Yeah, totally. That is, yeah. If you need a, if you need a little refresher, that word bubble there is docs right there. And then the next one is totally back. This is also so stupid. After what we've been through, how could you do this to all of us? <laughs> not quite all, not all the Durlin. wait a minute, what happened to the Durlin? That's right, because we haven't seen him in the uh yes, in the jail cell there, and we see that the Durlin has taken the shape of one of the drones room, room, so far, so good it was easy to disguise myself as a rock and then change to a drone and tag on behind the others. Now, if I remember correctly, the command center should be right around the corner, bingo. And he has to enter an access code. Damn it. When did they add this? This might be <laughs> risky, but I have to get in there. So he changes from a drone to a bug and crawls uh, that, under that, that, the door.
1: So, that's an interesting, again, we've, we had the whole, uh, have we seen him before? Um, and he says, when he sees the access code, damn, when did they add this?
0: Yeah, so he's been on Kalu. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: We may never know why or how, but he's been there.
0: Yeah, maybe we do get the story eventually. It's been a long
1: time since I've read this stuff, so yeah, you could be right.
0: I feel like we get it in a flashback tale like two or three years from now. Maybe. Ah. I think, because I certainly don't think we get it before he vanishes. Um, Anyway, the bug crawls under the door and sets off the alarm's blast. One thing about Vril's tyrants, they're thorough. Though hardly infallible, so he changes from a bug to a purple beastie and starts jumping and (laughs) stomping on drones. I figured they'd aim and set intensity for the bug, leaving my way clear for a quick change to a Magellanic-maned (laughs) frenziker. A beast whose savage strength and unrelenting ferocity are matched only by its talents as a locksmith. And it just (laughs) rips open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, and so now he assumes his regular Derlin shape. Now I, damn it, the drones are already burning through. I have no hope of figuring this out in time, but Vril Dox and the others must be freed. Ah, well. What must be, must be. And there's a big explosion. And we flip the page, and we don't know what's happened to the poor Derlin there. There's been an explosion and presumably he'll be. Perhaps somewhere. he's dead forever. Forever. Or until next never. issue. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Never, never. The laser bars are down, says Dox. He did it. So we're out of ourselves. Big deal. What's your next move, Dox? Yeah, smart guy. Which way's out? We don't have much time. Corrections, say the drones, you have no time. Stand where you are, surrender or die. And Beck is like so much for the great escape. I'm glad you seem to find it amusing, Larissa. I told you, Garen, you worry too much. And she just blacks everything out. (laughs) Again? Stealth. Back us up. All visual systems are down, say the computer tyrants. Isolating affected area. Switch to schematic. No movement detected. Reinforcements dispatched. All drones lock on audio track. All command centers, systems down, zero possibility of restoration, mm, evaluating options, evaluated decision, Vril docks represents too great a danger, initiating destruction sequence, destruction sequence triggered, ka-boom, so everyone gets blowed up real good. And, that, and, is and the, that
1: is clearly the end of the series.
0: Yep, they are exploded, that's it, they're done. that is something this series was great at though they ended i feel like for the first 12 issues every issue was like a huge cliffhanger yeah
1: yeah definitely and um i'm trying to remember how long um kitson stayed around on art i know he 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 actually started um co-writing as well at one point
0: I correct, feel right? like when he's writing it, he is also drawing it for the most part. I think you're right. And, I think. Um, I think maybe. Again,
1: I think if, yeah, I can't remember how it shakes out, and I'm loath to uh, explore that too much, because I, I kind of want to keep fresh on it as we go through. And,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, as, well, as fresh as on it as I can be, because, you know, there's sort of larger plot points that I remember very well yes. and a lot of, of smaller details that I've completely forgotten. And, um, and that's what I love about this is that there is, um, you know, I mean, it's what, 30 years now. Yeah. Yes. It's been yes. Thirty-one <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as many years as there are Baskin Robbins flavors. Oh so, uh, yeah. So the, you know, there's, a. Uh, and I think I did reread some of this at one point, but that would have even been more than twenty years ago so uh i am you know and 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 once we started talking about covering it, it's like well, I gotta stay away from it until then because yeah, uh, yeah yeah totally i i i love to I love to keep it fresh and and to sometimes be surprised by it as we go through yeah and, for sure um, but um yeah, great kits and work you know. Yeah, really. It, it, he it, 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 it does really, you know, he does terrifically. Like, I know Giffen did the layouts, and it's interesting. He, he was sort of laying it out more like um, early Legion uh, Giffen as opposed to uh, the Giffen of this time. And um,
0: Yes, for sure.
1: You know, and while there are some bits of, of decarlo Carloing that I, I do like here, like on the uh, um, <laughs> Um, on, on, on the, um, Sterling's chinsticles, um, you know, those are, th- there's some really neat detail work that he, that he throws in there. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's a lot of cheekboning that is,
0: I would say the panel of his that I like is the one, uh, where we see the Kaluan tech and we see the buildings on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very giffany but it's it's also the line work actually works um, it does, as, yeah y'all will find yeah. I'm not a huge fan of DiCarlo but I'm going to try to go into this with my negativity <laughs> turned off because really <laughs> yeah, I don't I think he sticks on the series all that long
1: no, I don't think very long at all and I, I haven't loaded up uh, issue two yet
0: but um, um,
1: it's a little while, but I feel like it's not terribly long. Um, mainly because I think he was a, he was one of those guys who could work really fast, and um, so he <laughs> he often well he often got pulled onto other things because they needed someone to uh, to to deliver deliver on time, as it were.
0: Yeah. Well, let's hope there's an emergency in the DCU coming in the next couple of months and he gets pulled off (laughs) (laughs) to rescue that series.
1: (laughs) Oh oh my.
0: Oh my. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm sorry. That'll be. (laughs) Hey, I, I, um, while I have found
1: a couple of things I'd like to work on, I'm generally not a big fan. Um, you Know the uh, for the most part, uh, um, uh, I wasn't partial to his work over um, uh, Jorge Perez toward the end of the oh, um, no, 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 that was
0: not my favorite, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm
1: saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was not a fit, yeah, um, you know, going for going from Romeo Tangal, who was a great fit for Perez, uh, to I that, know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I, I, to be fair, there's very few people that I think should ink uh, P- P- Perez, and Perez is one of them. And, uh, yeah. you know, Scott Koblish, um, um, Romeo Tangal, obviously. Yeah. Maybe G- Giordano. Oh, Ordway. Ordway.
0: Ordway is not bad. I found... I found... I don't think I remember liking Giordano over Perez. I found... I don't think that was a combo that worked for me. Yeah. I find the inks. I can't
1: remember which issues of, it was in Crisis anyway, but yeah, I mean, not a perfect match, but better than.
0: Oh, no. Um, Giordano is certainly a very, very, very good inker and artist. Penciler, too, didn't. Like, he penciled. Oh, yeah, 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 oh,
1: yeah. No, yeah. He was a phenomenal artist, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly, uh, there were a number of uh, Batman stories that he penciled that and ending. Um, like the there was the one um in oh, was Detective Five Hundred. Um, it was one of the anniversary issues, and I mean when I say anniversary issues, it was one of the ones that said anniversary issue on it. And they had right, right, story right, right, right. Where, where Batman and Robin go to an alternate Earth where. Uh, the Waynes don't get killed, and um, and they, they basically there are no superheroes on this planet, and um, and it's how they kind of resolve that. And it was written by Alan Brenner and uh, penciled and inked uh, by uh, Giordano. It's 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 a fantastic story. It's one of my sort of all time favorite short comic book stories, um, and his art is phenomenal on it. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah, Um, it's it's one of the ones that I think showed up in the um, uh, the 80th anniversary issue, and uh, deservedly so.
0: Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, That's where that's where I saw it recently. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So, and and I remember when uh, as as Levitz does, where he did his um, sort of here's the way I picked this story and where I picked that story and and all this, and I remember commenting on it how much I love that story. And uh, especially Giordano's artwork, and his uh, his daughter actually reached out and just to thank me for uh, uh, for That's uh, cool uh, uh, mentioning that about her dad's artwork. Uh, yeah, uh, as everyone, anyone who's listened to uh, the subs knows, big, big Giordano fan over here. Um, sometimes for his his um, you know his writing in the Meanwhile columns, every bit as much as his <laughs>
0: art. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, yeah.
1: But, um, you know, because I think he was a a, a, a large presence in uh, DC Comics at this time. And I think that really helped them. Um, you know, here we are, you know, after the crisis. And now we're finally getting sort of the cosmic side of things sorted out. And yes. um, Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, looking forward to different uh, <laughs> Looking forward to some, uh, to getting some different inkers uh, on this book.
0: Totally. Totally. But as long as he's on the book, I will make it my goal to find a panel of his that I like in every issue. Maybe That's I'll find two. Awesome. I like <laughs> it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. No promises. Good, good
1: stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got um, our initial group. And uh, we're going to see more members added over the next little bit, and uh, it's very interesting. Very
0: very soon. Yeah, totally. We get yeah. This issue we get a little bit of of stealth and Strata. We don't get a ton of what their person. Well, I guess we get enough of stealth to know that she's a bit of a crank. But uh, yes, yes. But Strata is still a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Um, but Larissa gets a good turn in this issue. We see. A lot of, of what I come to like about her.
1: There's a there's a very much a, I am the hero of my planet vibe, like like when she says, "As the, uh, yes, the, uh, planetary champion, <laughs> uh, I have much experience with this, and so it's neat that she gets a little hoity-toity about it as well." Um, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. She's got that, but she's also got. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, she stands up to Doc's.
0: Yes. And, yeah.
1: Um the others um you know like like Beck, you know, gets pissed off with him but kind of fears him uh to a degree. Yeah. Um, the only one who seems to like him at all is the Derlin. And um yeah, the uh, but uh, but but Larissa, she stands up to him. She's like I get this needs to be done, but your way isn't the way to do it. And that is again like like that one word balloon, where she describes Docs to a T, also describes her to a T. You know, absolutely. this is absolutely. I agree with your end goal, but your way of getting there is not the right way. Yeah. And so she has that nobility about her, um, and the confidence to be able to, uh, to stand up to Docs.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's got, yeah, she's got a confidence, and she's got heart, and, yeah. And and the hoity toity. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, well, and and you know what? That maybe that's where the confidence comes from. You know, so it's, for sure, it's, uh, there's a, there's an aspect to it of um, of like, look, <laughs> I know what I'm doing here, and you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I I like that. I don't know that I noted the power dynamic as much at the time. Uh, as, as, as I do now looking at it and realizing like, yeah, that's because I have the benefit of hindsight.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. As,
1: as to where, the, where they're going with it. But yeah, in that one word balloon, um, Giffen and Grant have managed to, um, to sum up, uh, the, two of the, two of the main characters in the book. It's, yeah. it's, re- it's really quite great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's super. Yeah.
1: I'm really looking forward to getting into this. This is, uh, this
0: It'll is It'll be awesome. good all
1: yeah,
0: righty folks you can uh you can see us next week <laughs> yeah. and, and i think are we where can they contact us i guess they can contact us on the facebook page i think that's where yeah. we are yeah we'll be there
1: for sure We'll yeah, contact there. us there. Send, drop a line to the to the subs email, which is legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com, Then I can uh, pass it over to Murray, and then we can uh, we can both we can both address it from there.
0: Totally. Um, After he initializes it, <laughs> you can take all the big words and throw punctuation marks into them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Everything must be uh, an acronym. Um. Yeah, totally. Oh boy. <laughs> See, that's what we should have called it—acronym cast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Uh, people would have people misunderstood. Absolutely. <laughs> all righty, gang. We will catch you all next week. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>